0: You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 53. Well, hey there, Amy here. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Happy and Healthy Podcast. How are you doing today? So this is now episode 53, which means that I've been doing this podcast now for an entire year. This is now the beginning of year two. So in year one, I covered a lot of concepts. And now in year two, the focus is really going to be around Putting them into practice. So, in the last episode, we talked about this idea of asking for help is not a sign of weakness, and that you can get the results you're looking for faster by actually hiring a coach or a consultant, some kind of expert. And it was pretty funny because I caught myself saying, Amy, You should be able to do this working out by yourself since you are a personal trainer. And yet, I know I enjoy the process so much more when I'm actually working with one. (laughs) So guess what? I decided to hire a trainer. And the other benefit of that is I get that regular connection with someone. And someone that I actually used to work with when I was at Pacific Heights Self Club. So if you find something that works for you, I say go for it. There's, There's no whatever you come up with in your head that's you should do it this way or that way. Hey, if it works for you, that's all that really matters, okay? So again, I talked about year two being all about putting the concepts I talk about into practice. So it's now the last week of January. And January is all about what? Our 2021 goals. So you can call them resolutions, you can call them goals, I don't really care. (laughs) My question for you is, how are you doing? Are you still going strong or have you maybe stalled a little bit? Or maybe you haven't even started. I ask this because when I owned Pacific Heights Health Club, Our best three days in January (laughs) were either the first day or the last two days. So I know a lot of people really set the goal for January as getting started sometime in that month. So before we get into what I'm going to talk about today, which is all around motivating yourself, I want you to know that I put together a free guide on how to create a breakthrough. In 2021. So whether it's finally having that flat tummy or being able to wear anything in your closet or hitting your goal weight, or maybe it's getting off all the medications or having a normal relationship with food, having no anxiety around food and just being happy and healthy, whatever that goal is, this guide can definitely help you figure out what your next steps are. So to get the guide, go to moxie-club.com slash breakthrough, and you'll be able to download it there, all right? So today's topic is all around how to motivate yourself. So one of the mistakes that I see And I've had so many of my clients actually struggle with this. The mistake is beating yourself up to motivate yourself. I can't tell you the number of times I've actually told people like, you are being so hard on yourself. It reminds me of that t-shirt. You've probably seen it. The one that says, the beatings shall continue until morale improves right? So the consequence of beating yourself up is you're actually making it harder to achieve your goals. And for those of you who are high achievers listening to this, here's the thing that I have found. You believe that it's worked for you in the past, right? That that's how you became a high achiever. And maybe you have the thought of, I just want to lose this weight, and then I'll feel better about myself. But I will tell you, the follow-up question I have for you is, so once you actually have achieved that goal weight, will you be happy? Guess what? The answer I hear oftentimes is, well, no, because then I would worry about gaining it back. So when you approach change this way, you can't even really enjoy your achievements. So when I talk about being hard on yourself or beating yourself up, I want you to understand that this comes in many forms. If you hear yourself saying things like, I'm so mad at myself. I I managed to keep the weight off for the last two years and then This past year with COVID and everything else going on, I was so stressed that I regained the weight. That's beating yourself up. That's being pretty mean to yourself. Seriously, can you just imagine if this happened to a friend of yours, would you look at them and say, aren't you mad at yourself for having regained all that weight? I mean, you managed to keep it off for two years. You would never say that to a friend. And yet you're saying that to yourself. Or if you look in the mirror and you literally are disgusted with your body. Or maybe it's not liking the way you look in pictures, right? So there's some comparison going on usually between how you look and how you either want to look or how someone else looks. And then another form might be Coming up as well I'm just telling the truth Or telling it like it is But again there's a lot of Judgment here There's a conclusion that you've drawn About the way Things are right? So anytime You feel any negative emotion If you're feeling ashamed Of how you look Or disgusted These are all forms Of beating yourself up so, you might be wondering like, well, why do we do this? Where does this this come from? right?" And I would say that for a lot of us, we have decided that being hard on ourselves, beating ourselves up, is the way to succeed. It's the thought process that goes hand in hand with high expectations. So as kids, right, this whole idea of being judgmental may have actually been modeled for us, right? So either you heard it as maybe a form of gossip or you maybe even observed someone actually talking to themselves that way, right? If you saw your mom looking in the mirror and judging herself, then it was modeled for you or it could even be look as kids we are constantly seeking approval and attention so when we hear negative feedback and it could just be some kind of correction right we interpret it as we got in trouble right or we maybe felt embarrassed so As a kid, because you're dependent on someone else, there's always a fear of loss that's associated with that negative feedback. So loss of affection is one, right? Or the fear of abandonment. Those are really, really strong motivators. So a child's brain interprets what happened as about them. So, it's really magical thinking. We are the cause of everything when we're younger. (laughs) Okay? It's always about us, it's never about the person saying something. So, a child's brain will often conclude, right? Will often interpret it to mean that we're not good enough. Which means if we want to get that affection or the attention, one of the things we may decide is that we need to try harder next time. So again, we have confused cause and effect, right? The negative feedback that we got caused us to try harder and the effect could be that we got the outcome we were looking for. But I would posit and I would like you to consider that we're actually only making it harder, that this is not an efficient, sustainable way to get the results that we're looking for. So imagine here that, and I'm gonna refer back to the sailing metaphor that I used before, right? If you want to sail from point A to point B, Imagine trying to do that while you're dragging an anchor. (laughs) You would go a lot faster if you pulled the anchor up, right? So the new way that I want you to think about motivating yourself is to actually stay positive. So when you're being really hard on yourself, and you try to motivate yourself to take action. The action that you take, again, remember, will align with emotion that you feel. So pain avoidance is a really strong motivator in the short term. So avoiding pain can mean actually taking the action, or it could mean distracting yourself as a way to avoid the pain. And distracting can take the form of staying really busy, maybe having an extra glass of wine or having some comfort food, right? So when you move in the direction of alleviating that pain, usually the actions that you take don't align with the outcome that you want. Versus now, if we use positive self-talk, then what we are doing is seeking pleasure, right? Pain avoidance and pleasure seeking are the two big motivators. So when we're seeking pleasure, it means that this is something we want and that becomes much more sustainable. You get that consistency that you're looking for. So it's also really important that we're aware of any competing priorities that might actually also be getting in the way of having all of our actions align with the result that we want. So it could literally be that we have different outcomes that we want and we're not even aware of it. So let me give you an example here. I had a client a few years ago who came to me with the goal of wanting to lose weight. And in our conversation, she brought up the fact that in the last couple years, she had actually suffered a few miscarriages. These were really painful for her. So on the one hand, she wanted to lose weight. And on the other hand, she thought that if she stayed heavier, She would be less attractive. And if she were less attractive, then her husband wouldn't want to have sex. And therefore, she wouldn't get pregnant again and have to deal with that pain. These are very competing priorities, aren't they? (laughs) So, when I brought that to her attention, the inherent conflict there, right? Mutually exclusive goals, if you will. Just in that moment where she became aware of it, she was able to be much more intentional than about the choices that she wanted and to work through some of the stuff that was really going against what she wanted long-term. That's what I mean about becoming aware of competing priorities, all right? So you can see how because of those competing priorities, she was torn in terms of what action to take. Okay, so that's a different from the negative self-talk that we're talking about. But it's something that I want you to be aware of that might also be getting in the way. So if we go back to what it means to use positive self-talk, I want you to think about the benefits of what that might be. So if we're talking about sailing without the anchor dragging, right? where you're talking about having a nice breeze, right? I think the the ideal is like 15 to 20 knots, (laughs) all right? So if we're using that positive self-talk, then guess what? Everything is faster, it's easier, and you get that consistency. So the way we go about doing it is using the learning cycle method. So for those of you who are new to this podcast, let me just go through the learning cycle with you really quickly. So it's a seven-step process, right? The very first step is the situation. So this would be like sea conditions. So the water could be calm and mirror-like. There could be a slight breeze where you have some cat's paws, or it could be really rough. Everyone looking at that situation would say the same things. That's neutral, okay? From that situation, we have thoughts. So our senses take in what's going on, what we see, hear, taste, touch, and smell. And I would say it's even your bodily sensations. So whether you're hungry or cold or hot, right, those are all signals that are going to your brain that form, that turn into thoughts. Other thoughts we have are beliefs and values. They become the filter that create our interpretation of that situation. Okay, so that's step three. Step four now becomes emotion. So how we interpret a situation is ultimately what drives our emotions about it. Okay, so if you're a strong swimmer and you see a gorgeous day and the sea conditions are ideal for swimming, you're going to feel what? Like, I can't wait to jump in the water. (laughs) But if you don't know how to swim and you see those same sea conditions, it just doesn't matter, right? You're still gonna feel anxiety around it. So your interpretation of the situation goes through that filtering process, okay? So the next step is Step five, so this, these are the options that you see that are available to you, okay? Step six becomes the actual response, the choice that you make, okay? And then step seven is the actual outcome. So this is what happens as a result of the actions that you take. And step seven, those outcomes become evidence for your brain that you will use in that learning cycle. So it, in a sense, becomes another input when you're looking at a situation. All right, so the learning cycle method is a five-step process, okay? So step one is literally just awareness of the thought. Okay, step two is to shine a light on it. So because we have 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day, most of them are fleeting. We're so accustomed to them, we're not even aware of them. What you need to do is when you become aware of one of these thoughts, you really wanna sit with it. Step three is to challenge the premise. So for those of you who are attorneys, You understand this concept, right? Challenging the premise with question or the statement. The belief that I want you to challenge here is that being hard on yourself is the way to succeed or any version of that, okay? And what I want you to do instead is to reframe it. And this means Practicing positive self-talk when you have small wins, right? What we call success, the outcomes that you want, which also means that you're increasing your capacity to accept praise, to accept love, including self-love, okay? And then I also want you in the reframing to practice positive self-talk with failures, So these are basically the outcomes that you didn't want, right? So in this case, it's about what lessons could you learn from it that you can take forward with you. Notice the focus is not on berating yourself, right? And then when you're feeling unmotivated, which is really what this podcast was about, when you're feeling unmotivated, Part of positive self-talk is practicing patience and love and encouragement, right? And step five is to practice over and over and over again so that it becomes habit, so that the way in which you approach things is when you're in a state of abundance, when you catch yourself being in a state of scarcity where you're being negative, when you're being hard on yourself. That you're going to work on shifting it so that you're in a state of abundance. And then guess what? Everything is easier. You'll get results faster because all your actions will align. And you'll notice that because it's easier, consistency is that much more likely to happen as well. All right, so what I talked about today, these are the kinds of things that we do all the time in my coaching programs. And what I've basically done with the guide is I've shared the first few steps with you. So again, if you wanna download that guide, you can go to moxie-club.com slash breakthrough. Right, And I'll wrap things up today With a quote from Amanda Gorman's poem The Hill We Climb Which she delivered at President Biden's inauguration And it goes There is always light If only we're brave enough to see it If only we're brave enough to be it You've been listening to the happy and healthy podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website moxieclub.com. That's m o x i e hyphen c l u b.com. And sign up for a free 20 minute coaching session with me. And remember, Making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.